There's coming a day when God is going to reformat and reinstall His creation's operating system. Well, hello there. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. In podcasting since 2004, I am your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. Hey, sharing is caring. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, let people know about the show. Review the show at reviews.lifespringmedia.com. And if you have a prayer request or praise that you'd like to share with the LifeSpring family, you can do that at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Sign up for the newsletter at news.lifespringmedia.com. There should be a new newsletter for you in your inbox now if you're signed up. And we don't have listeners here. If you're hearing this, you're part of the LifeSpring family and a healthy family communicates with one another. They contribute. That's what I want from you, to contribute, to participate, get involved, be a part of what makes the show. Today we're going to complete the book of Isaiah with the reading of chapters 62 through 66, and I'm calling the episode The Ultimate Upgrade. So let's get to it. Isaiah chapter 62 I will speak out to encourage Jerusalem. I will not be silent until she is saved and her victory shines like a torch in the night. Jerusalem, the nations will see you victorious. All their kings will see your glory. You will be called by a new name, a name given by the Lord Himself. You will be like a beautiful crown for the Lord. No longer will you be called forsaken or your land be called the deserted wife. Your new name will be God is pleased with her. Your land will be called happily married, because the Lord is pleased with you and will be like a husband to your land. Like a young man taking a virgin as his bride, he who formed you will marry you. As a groom is delighted with his bride, so your God will delight in you. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have placed sentries. They must never be silent day or night. They must remind the Lord of His promises and never let Him forget them. They must give Him no rest until He restores Jerusalem and makes it a city the whole world praises. The Lord has made a solemn promise, and by His power He will carry it out. Your grain will no longer be food for your enemies, and foreigners will no longer drink your wine. But you that planted and harvested the grain will eat the bread and praise the Lord. You that tended and gathered the grapes will drink the wine in the courts of my temple. People of Jerusalem, go out of the city and build a road for your returning people. Prepare a highway, clear it of stones, put up a signal so that the nations can know that the Lord is announcing to all the earth, tell the people of Jerusalem that the Lord is coming to save you, bringing with him the people he has rescued. You will be called God's holy people, the people the Lord has saved. Jerusalem will be called the city that God loves, the city that God did not forsake. Isaiah chapter 63 Who is this coming from the city of Basra in Edom? Who is this so splendidly dressed in red, marching along in power and strength? It is the Lord, powerful to save, coming to announce His victory. Why is His clothing so red, like that of someone who tramples grapes to make wine? The Lord answers, I have trampled the nations like grapes. No one came along to help me. I trampled them in my anger, and their blood has stained all my clothing. I decided that the time to save my people had come. It was time to punish their enemies. I was amazed when I looked and saw there was no one to help me. But my anger made me strong, and I won the victory myself. In my anger I trampled whole nations and shattered them. 
I poured out their lifeblood on the ground. I will tell of the Lord's unfailing love. I will praise Him for all He has done for us. He has richly blessed the people of Israel because of His mercy and constant love. The Lord said, They are my people, they will not deceive me. And so He saved them from all their suffering. It was not an angel, but the Lord Himself who saved them. In His love and compassion He rescued them. He had always taken care of them in the past, but they rebelled against Him and made His Holy Spirit sad. So the Lord became their enemy and fought against them. But then they remembered the past, the days of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and they asked, Where now is the Lord, who saved the leaders of His people from the sea? Where is the Lord, who gave His Spirit to Moses? Where is the Lord, who by His power did great things through Moses, dividing the waters of the sea and leading His people through the deep water to win everlasting fame for Himself? Led by the Lord, they were as sure-footed as wild horses and never stumbled. As cattle are led into a fertile valley, so the Lord gave His people rest. He led His people and brought honor to His name. Lord, look upon us from heaven where You live in Your holiness and glory. Where is Your great concern for us? Where is Your power? Where are Your love and compassion? Do not ignore us. You are our Father. Our ancestors Abraham and Jacob do not acknowledge us. But You, Lord, are our Father, the One who has always rescued us. Why do you let us stray from your ways? Why do you make us so stubborn that we turn away from you? Come back for the sake of those who serve you, for the sake of the people who have always been yours. We, your holy people, were driven out by our enemies for a little while. They trampled down your sanctuary. You treat us as though you had never been our ruler, as though we had never been your people. Isaiah chapter 64 Why don't you tear the sky open and come down? The mountains would see you and shake with fear. They would tremble like boiling water over a hot fire. Come and reveal your power to your enemies and make the nations tremble at your presence. There was a time when you came and did terrifying things that we did not expect. The mountains saw you and shook with fear. No one has ever seen or heard of a God like you who does such deeds for those who put their hope in Him. You welcome those who find joy in doing what is right those who remember how you want them to live. You were angry with us, but we went on sinning. In spite of your great anger, we have continued to do wrong since ancient times. All of us have been sinful. Even our best actions are filthy through and through. Because of our sins, we are like leaves that wither and are blown away by the wind. No one turns to you in prayer. No one goes to you for help. You have hidden yourself from us and have abandoned us because of our sins. But you are our Father, Lord. We are like clay, and you are like the potter. You created us, so do not be too angry with us or hold our sins against us forever. We are your people. Be merciful to us. Your sacred cities are like a desert. Jerusalem is a deserted ruin, and our temple, the sacred and beautiful place where our ancestors praised you, has been destroyed by fire. All the places we loved are in ruins. Lord, are you unmoved by all this? Are you going to do nothing and make us suffer more than we can endure? Isaiah chapter 65 The Lord said, I was ready to answer my people's prayers, but they did not pray. I was ready for them to find me, but they did not even try. The nation did not pray to me, even though I was always ready to answer, Here I am, I will help you. 
I have always been ready to welcome my people who stubbornly do what is wrong and go their own way. They shamelessly keep on making me angry. They offer pagan sacrifices at sacred gardens and burn incense on pagan altars. At night they go to caves and tombs to consult the spirits of the dead. They eat pork and drink broth made from meat offered in pagan sacrifices. And then they say to others, Keep away from us. We're too holy for you to touch. I cannot stand people like that. My anger against them is like a fire that never goes out. I've already decided on their punishment, and their sentence is written down. I will not overlook what they have done, but will repay them for their sins and the sins of their ancestors. They have burned incense at pagan hill shrines and spoken evil of me, so I will punish them as their past deeds deserve. The Lord says, No one destroys good grapes. Instead, they make wine with them. Neither will I destroy all my people. I will save those who serve me. I will bless the Israelites who belong to the tribe of Judah, and their descendants will possess my land of mountains. My chosen people who serve me will live there. They will worship me and will lead their sheep and cattle to pasture in the plain of Sharon in the west and in Trouble Valley in the east. But it will be different for you that forsake me, who ignore Zion, my sacred hill, and worship Gad and Mani, the gods of luck and fate. It will be your fate to die a violent death because you did not answer when I called you or listen when I spoke. You chose to disobey me and do evil. And so I tell you that those who worship and obey me will have plenty to eat and drink, but you will be hungry and thirsty. They will be happy, but you will be disgraced. They will sing for joy, but you will cry with a broken heart. My chosen people will use your name as a curse. I, the Sovereign Lord, will put you to death. But I will give a new name to those who obey me. Anyone in the land who asks for a blessing will ask to be blessed by the faithful God. Whoever takes an oath will swear by the name of the faithful God. The troubles of the past will be gone and forgotten. The Lord says, I'm making a new earth and new heavens. The events of the past will be completely forgotten. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. The new Jerusalem I will make will be full of joy, and her people will be happy. I myself will be filled with joy because of Jerusalem and her people. There will be no weeping there, no calling for help. Babies will no longer die in infancy, and all people will live out their lifespan. Those who live to be a hundred will be considered young. To die before that would be a sign that I had punished them. People will build houses and get to live in them. They will not be used by someone else. They will plant vineyards and enjoy the wine. It will not be drunk by others. Like trees, my people will live long lives. They will fully enjoy the things they have worked for. The work they do will be successful, and their children will not meet with disaster. I will bless them and their descendants for all time to come. Even before they finish praying to me, I will answer their prayers. Wolves and lambs will eat together, lions will eat straw as cattle do, and snakes will no longer be dangerous. On Zion, my sacred hill, there will be nothing harmful or evil. Isaiah chapter 66 The Lord says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house, then, could you build for me? What kind of place for me to live in? I myself created the whole universe. I am pleased with those who are humble and repentant, who fear me and obey me. The people do as they please. 
It's all the same to them whether they kill a bull as a sacrifice or sacrifice a human being, whether they sacrifice a lamb or break a dog's neck, whether they present a grain offering or offer pig's blood, whether they offer incense or pray to an idol. They take pleasure in disgusting ways of worship, so I will bring disaster upon them, the very things they are afraid of, because no one answered when I called or listened when I spoke. They chose to disobey me and do evil. Listen to what the Lord says, you that fear Him and obey Him. Because you are faithful to me, some of your own people hate you and will have nothing to do with you. They mock you and say, Let the Lord show His greatness and save you, so that we may see you rejoice. But they themselves will be disgraced. Listen, that loud noise in the city, that sound in the temple, is the sound of the Lord punishing His enemies. My holy city is like a woman who suddenly gives birth to a child without ever going into labor. Has anyone ever seen or heard of such a thing? Has a nation ever been born in a day? Zion will not have to suffer long before the nation is born. Do not think that I will bring my people to the point of birth and not let them be born. The Lord has spoken. Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad for her, all you that love this city. Rejoice with her now, all you that have mourned for her. For you will enjoy her prosperity, like a child at its mother's breast. The Lord says, I will bring you lasting prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to you like a river that never goes dry. You will be like a child that is nursed by its mother, carried in her arms, and treated with love. I will comfort you in Jerusalem, as a mother comforts her child. When you see this happen, you will be glad. It will make you strong and healthy. Then you will know that I, the Lord, help those who obey me, and I show my anger against my enemies. The Lord will come with fire. He will ride on the wings of a storm to punish those he is angry with. By fire and sword he will punish all the people of the world whom he finds guilty, and many will be put to death. The Lord says, The end is near for those who purify themselves for pagan worship, who go in procession to sacred gardens, and who eat pork and mice with other disgusting foods. I know their thoughts and their deeds. I am coming to gather the people of all the nations. When they come together they will see what my power can do, and will know that I am the one who punishes them. But I will spare some of them, and send them to the nations and the distant lands that have not heard of my fame, or seen my greatness and power, to Spain, Libya, and Lydia with its skilled archers, and to Tubal and Greece. Among these nations they will proclaim my greatness. They will bring back all your people from the nations as a gift to me. They will bring them to my sacred hill in Jerusalem on horses, mules, and camels, and in chariots and wagons, just as Israelites bring grain offerings to the temple in ritually clean containers. I will make some of them priests and Levites. Just as the new earth and the new heavens will endure my power, so your descendants and your name will endure. On every new moon festival and every Sabbath, people of every nation will come to worship me here in Jerusalem, says the Lord. As they leave, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me. The worms that eat them will never die, and the fire that burns them will never be put out. The sight of them will be disgusting to all people. You know how sometimes your computer or your phone or your tablet just starts acting funny? The operating system slows down, or apps just don't act like they're supposed to. It's frustrating, right? So what do you do? Yeah, you reboot the device. A lot of times that's enough to make things right. 
Sometimes, though, the problems don't go away because somewhere along the line, some of the bits of the operating system have gotten corrupted in some way. Yeah, corrupted is the term commonly used by tech folks. Well, when the operating system is broken like this, the best course of action is to save your data and then wipe the hard drive, reformat, and reinstall the operating system to get a fresh start. A lot of times when you do this, you get back to a pristine, just-like-new, out-of-the-box experience. Everything runs quick and smooth, and it's a joy to use that device again. Well, guess what? There's coming a day when God is going to reformat and reinstall His creation's operating system. In chapter 21 of the book of Revelation, the Apostle John tells us that he saw a new heaven and a new earth. Today in Isaiah 65, verse 17, God said, Look, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. But before he does that, just like we do with our computers, he's going to save his important data. What data is that? Well, it's those who have responded to his offer of salvation through Jesus Christ. And when the new heaven and the new earth have been created, and the saved data, or the saved people, are brought into the new creation, all the corrupted stuff from the old creation will be made to operate like God originally intended. Listen again to verses 17 through 25. Past events won't be remembered. They won't come to mind. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I'm creating, because I'm creating Jerusalem as a joy and her people as a source of gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad about my people. No one will ever hear the sound of weeping or crying in it again. No more will babies live only a few days, or the old fail to live out their days. The one who dies at a hundred will be like a young person, and the one falling short of a hundred will seem cursed. They will build houses and live in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They won't build for others to live in, nor plant for others to eat. Like the days of a tree will be the days of my people. My chosen will make full use of their handiwork. They won't labor in vain, nor bear children to a world of horrors, because they will be people blessed by the Lord, they along with their descendants. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Wolf and lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox but the snake, its food, will be dust. They won't hurt or destroy at any place on my holy mountain, says the Lord. Beloved, what a joy it will be to live in this new place. Think of it. No more tears. No more sorrow. No more wars. No more disease. No more pandemics. No more strife. There will be harmony between God and man. Harmony among people. Serenity in the animal kingdom. Just as God intended from the beginning before the virus of sin corrupted creation's operating system. I tell you what, beloved, I for one cannot wait until God hits the reset button. What do you think? Comment on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com s12e81 or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com. Tomorrow we'll be back in the book of Mark. We'll read chapters 3 and 4. And now... As the French say, it is time for Le Boost. I got a really nice message from York Campbell, who sent me a donation. He said, I started listening to your show when you were a guest on the podcast Insiders podcast. You have rekindled my love for God's word, and you have explained difficult Bible passages that used to trouble my faith. Thank you, brother, for living an exemplary life and for calling us higher. 
Well, York, I'm so glad to know that by listening to the show, you've rediscovered your love for God's Word, and, and I'm glad I've helped you with some of those difficult passages. And that's one of the reasons I do this show. So thank you for sharing that. It means a lot to me. On this date in church history, November 19, 1672, Richard Baxter, preaching illegally in his own home after a ten-year silence, said, I preached as never sure to preach again, and as a dying man to dying men. And on this date in church history, November 19, 1910, Swedish Pentecostal missionaries Daniel Berg and Adolf Wingren arrived in Brazil. In 1918, they established the first Pentecostal church in Brazil, which grew into the country's largest Protestant body, the Assemblies of God. And here's an extra one. On this date in 1863, Abraham Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address. Let's pray, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, how good it is to be in your presence, Lord. We praise you for who you are. We praise you because you're holy. We praise you because you are just. We praise you because there's none like you. We praise you because you're merciful. We praise you because you loved us from the foundation of the earth and made a way for us to be with you in eternity. We praise you because you called us and gave us the faith to believe. We will praise you now and forever. Thank you, Lord, for the LifeSpring family. I pray for each one and ask that you would bless them today. Walk with us, Lord, and show us how we can serve you. For those who are hurting, comfort them. For those who are rejoicing, remind them that you are the source of joy. For those who are sick, heal them. For those who are strong, make them thankful. For those who are weary, give them rest. You are our strength, our provider, our shelter. We trust in you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got a praise or if you've got a prayer request and you'd like us to pray with and for you, and if you'd like to encourage us, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and fill out that form you find there. You can give me as little or as much detail as you want, and if you want to, you can remain anonymous. I'll pray with you in my private prayer time and we'll share on the show. prayer.lifespringmedia.com I do need your support. Please go to support.lifespringmedia.com. If you want to help with the show art, please go to lifespringmedia.com art. And I've always liked music, and I enjoy sharing it with you, so I'm going to share another song with you today. This one's from an artist that was one of the first to share her music with podcasters. She's a singer-songwriter who, in my opinion, has the voice of an angel. And soon after I started the LifeSpring podcast, about a year later, I interviewed her on the LifeSpring show, and uh, by the way, I will have a link to that interview on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash S12E81. And I'll have a couple of pictures up there you might like to look at as well. Her name is Adrena Thorpe, and the song we're going to hear is With Hope. Adrena is a Christian, a fact that I did not know before I talked to her, and she knows what it's like to have physical pain. Not long before I stopped producing the LifeSpring podcast, she and I had another interview, and of course I'll have the links to those uh, episodes as well. I broke that interview up into two episodes. So with that, I'm going to leave you with Adrena Thorpe and her song, With Hope. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Enjoy the song. 